sorry that I forgot to be recording. Let's see if it's recording this time. It is. All right. So, guys, we're uh, we're coming at you a little different this week. Uh, you may notice that we're a little we're a little late to the game. Also, you may notice that we sound a little different. Uh, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one is we're literally uh, literally on our deathbed right now. Um, mm-hmm. Neither Christina or I are feeling very good. This is the Nerd Out Loud podcast, by the way. Welcome. If you're new listeners, um, we're sorry. This is a really bad place for you to be starting. Yes. But uh, uh, we're both very sick this week. Uh also, um, just, it has been one of the worst weeks of my life. Um, and I mean that in the utmost sincerity. I'm, yeah. I'm saying it with a smile on my face right now, but, uh, but I really mean that. It's been horrible, uh, I think, for both of us. Um, that coupled with the fact that we're sick, it's just, uh, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good week for pod. It's not a good week for potting. We wouldn't, um, we wouldn't be bringing that much to the table. So, what we're gonna do, um, is... Pause because her phone's ringing, and then we'll uh, be right back. Just kidding, just kidding. We're not gonna <laughs> pause. We're that dedicated to the show, guys. <laughs> uh, so we we have a um, we have a special episode that we've picked out. Um, a throwback Thursday podcast edition, if you will, which is why we uh, waited till Thursday to post it. I think, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, before we get to that, we'll say this: um, if if you if if you're craving for some new material, uh, and you are not already a listener of the Takedown podcast, you can go back to just listen to the last three episodes of the Takedown podcast. Uh, Christy was on the last one, yes. right? Christy was on the last one, and then uh, I was on the two before that. And I'll put links to those in the show notes. But if you're looking for new, uh, you know, it's honestly, it's probably more compelling and interesting than the last three episodes of our <laughs> podcast that we've put out. So, um, you know, just go go back and listen to those if you haven't already. Uh, there, there is some uh, what I would say are exclusives <laughs> stuff that uh, we've never talked about on this podcast and stuff uh, some stuff com- comes out in a couple of them that I've never told anybody before <laughs> and now it's um, you know just out there on the internet for anybody to hear so um, you know go back and check those out hashtag P2MA uh, we, we talk uh, <laughs> we talk quite a bit about um, just me and Christy on our relationship and my relationship prior and all of uh, all of that fun stuff so uh go listen to that and i'll put links to all that stuff in the show notes besides that um the episode that we're going to play for you tonight oh it's christina's birthday let's not bury the lead i completely forgot to bring that up uh it's christina's birthday she's turning 28 happy birthday christina first lady (laughs) of pod very uh excited to be celebrating our second our second birthday together your second birthday third third, your third that's what i meant so uh happy birthday for that and uh the episode that we're going to be playing tonight is an episode that many people have given feedback to christy that it's one of their favorite episodes it's episode 13 i believe uh so probably a lot of you listeners have not have not heard it yet but uh it's it's about you have a friend that was uh murdered murdered (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why you're laughing. It's not funny. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing either. It's incredibly insensitive of me. It's like we were we were uh 
the the serial yeah. podcast before they even knew. Kind of, except for um, except for you know they did, uh, you know, like a year of extensive research and preparation mm-hmm. before launching and the I, serial podcast. And I watched the. You watched Dateline. <laughs> you watched Dateline, well, and no, uh, I watched the court every day. Remember? Oh, I guess you were watching yeah. some live streams. So this is the this is the Christy Wise version of serial before there was serial yes. about her friend that was. Uh, I think it would make an interesting serial episode but, yeah but it would be very different yeah because he already is getting his yeah yeah so guys thank you uh thank you for listening and we'll we'll play that episode check out those episodes of takedown podcast and uh have a great week hopefully we'll be back next week if uh, one of us doesn't pass away before then <laughs> but uh thanks for listening and have a great week Happy birthday, Christina. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into the Nerd Out Loud podcast. If we're gonna if we're gonna keep up the like sound effects, I think you might need a new co-host. Agreed. <gasps> My name is Jeremy, and your name is Christy. And your specialty is not sound effects. Not sound effects, uh, obviously. My specialty is everything else that makes a good podcast. <sighs> You're so full. So, <laughs> um, so that said, maybe you should stop watching videos on your. I'm sending you something. Video. Okay. Um, welcome to the Nerd Out Loud podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we are here to talk about the things that you nerd out about, or we nerd out about, or whatever we are interested in this week. So thank you for tuning in. We try not to be too inside baseball. If you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in. If you're not a new listener, also thank you for tuning in. I wanted to address something that we just kind of like skimmed over last week that both of us had already come up with ideas if we were to have a production company, the names and the logos of what we would have if we had a production company. Okay. But we never discussed like that's kind of a weird thing to say. Is it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's too, we're too, um, podcast professionals we but found ourselves this, here like, in this before. industry yeah i've thought it like for years yeah same here like what are some of your favorite did, ones? did we not talk about it last we didn't week? i don't remember what i said um no you talked about what you would have but i'm saying what are your favorite some of your favorite like sign-offs on tv shows oh i don't know that's what made me and the only one that i can think of is bad robot from lost yeah, bad robot's really a good lost. One. that's what made me like decide like of course i have to have what mine would be oh yeah yeah so that i thought that was a funny thing for us to both like immediately have i guess i mean maybe it's funny it's funny it's it's weird but at the same time hey we both had the like wherewithal to get to where we are today (laughs) there are a lot of people out there that want to have podcasts okay so i'm not saying that we're pod famous people but we have a podcast that some up to three to four listeners listen to 
right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So there are many people out there that desire to have a podcast. True. That don't. And if they want to, go ahead and contact us. We'll have you on. Maybe yeah. We'll help you start a show. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. I will hook you up. Talk you through it. I mean, we have recording equipment. I'll share it with you. Helping somebody record an audiobook. Yes. At no charge. Patricia Eddy. Well, she supplies us with very good <laughs> yeah, food and no, drinks. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patricia and John. She just bought you. the stuff to make me this fancy pineapple drink when oh, we record this is week. Is that what that pineapple situation mm -hmm. was? She has to like ferment oh. pineapple and I'm very excited for the situation. I'm glad that you can have the opportunity to imbibe while that's happening. Yes. I need to have my stuff together enough to be able to actually listen. Actually listen. Yeah. And be aware. Well, last time of I got I got locked in the kitchen. Right. And we couldn't talk. Yeah. And then so we'll see the situation this week. It'll go oh. better. Maybe. Okay. Hopefully. We'll see. Oh, and last week I had to apologize for my obsessive swearing. On the previous podcast, um, this week, I need to apologize for my obsessive use of the word like. <laughs> it was pretty I re listened bad. <laughs> and I apologize. Use the word like a lot. And that is never okay. It's no, never and you, okay. And you don't do that in real life, so it's it was funny. I don't. I was nervous, maybe. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I don't know why you were nervous, but okay. You never know. Okay. So. So, yeah. Should I discuss the big things that have happened? Yeah. Well, when, so now, now it's just like our, you know, casual catch-up time. So speaking of casual catch-up time, since uh, three to four of you follow Christina on the tweeters, at Kissy Eyes, um, twitter.com slash mm -hmm. at Kissy Eyes slash Kissy Eyes, um, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, -E uh, you might have noticed today that she accidentally... Um, well, she tweeted out that she had given her phone number out. No. I'll tell the whole story. Okay. okay. Well, no. You got some attention today on Twitter. Yes. Because you are a lady, and ladies get more attention than men. And you happened to tweet, oh, whoops, I accidentally gave my phone number out on a live stream. Yes. Hashtag, it's a murder trial. <laughs> it didn't sound like that. What was the actual, I mean, the, the, something along those lines no. If I didn't know you, I would be tempted to say you were fishing. Oh, but I'm not. No, I don't think you are. That, what, but if I what would I, I be fishing for? See, I'm not that good at like this whole social media thing. I know. So I don't know what that means. Like, what would I be fishing for? If if you didn't know me, what would you think I was fishing for? Hey, find my number. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, not like that at all. No, that's weird. So what? What that's was the tweet? You would have done. That's it? why. That's something that I would do. It's something that I did last week on our podcast. But you weren't fishing. Right. No, yeah, I wouldn't do that. That would be lame. Um, what I really said is... No, but really, I did last week. Let's listen. I accidentally yeah. gave my wife a number. But I accidentally yeah. I made on purpose. Then I forgot to edit it out. I tweeted a lot today. I actually did forget to edit it out. I meant to. Let's see. Thankfully. I said, I just heard my voice during testimony in a murder trial. This feels weird. Right. Hashtag... David Peets. That's the name of the person. P-I-E-T-Z? Yes. And then Jeremy... David, the traditional spelling. Yes. Jeremy uh, said, hey, you just... Your phone number just got put out on the live stream. I texted her. I texted her about yeah. it. And the live stream. Okay. So we should explain this. Christy, why, why would your phone number be involved 
in a murder trial in the first place. Okay. Seven years ago, one of my good friends, co-workers, was murdered. She first went missing. I think that she was missing for three to four days. And at the end of that missing, she was dead. Body was found naked, strangled, beat in like a ravine in Kent. And during the time she was missing, a lot of people called her, texted her, looking, wondering where she was. Yeah. Um, she missed. She was missing for three days? Three to four days, four yeah. Days. Okay. And um, none of her friends knew where she was. None of us knew. Okay. We knew that her husband was a douche and was cheating on her and that she was unhappy in that situation. How did you know? She told us. She knew that he was cheating? Yeah. How? She, uh, text messages, he was just like shady. He was trying to get her to like have threesomes all the time. Um, So if somebody tries to get you to have threesomes, that means they're cheating on you? No, but if she, but if your wife says no... And then during this trial, we found out that he has uh, put he had put ecstasy in her drinks to try to loosen her up to have to swing or something like that. Got it. But um, well, so well, I would oh, never mind. So then she so during this time, like it was just like oh, my assumption was, and I think the text messages would be more damaging than the voicemails, but they're not reading those for some reason. But um. My theory was, and half of the voicemails were people thinking, because she had been in, um, she had been sober from NA and alcohol for 10 years before being dead. She had been sober NA. NA, Narcotics Anonymous. So she had been drug and alcohol free for 10 years. Yes. Got it. And that's how they knew that she was missing. Her sponsor and the people that she sponsored, she was supposed to meet them on that Saturday morning and didn't show up. Oh, so she was a sponsor. Yes, she's been for Got 10 it. years. So half of the people that left voicemails were thinking that she had gone off the wagon and were saying, like, you can come back and you can always start over. Yeah. And then the other half were thinking that she was, like, leaving the husband and that's what i thought i thought she had left got away was scared of him and just took off okay so um today they had it was a big argument the jury got left out and the and the lawyers argued whether they were going to play the voicemails because it was 19 minutes of her friends like increasingly getting more and more worried and the telling thing was these were the voicemails these were the voicemails between when from the day that she went missing, um, Saturday morning, to when she they was... found her. Yeah. Okay. And Dead. what was telling is that her husband didn't call her once in three days. And but we, we should actually worried. also probably clarify, I don't know that we've mentioned up to this point, uh, this happened six years ago? Seven. Seven years Almost ago. Almost eight. Mm-hmm. Why is the trial happening now? So, um, at the time... They, because of science. science. Science made this possible. What happened is they always suspected him. Always. Yeah. But there wasn't enough evidence. But due to science, they can now say, because it's it was his wife's car that was found. And so, of course, it's going to have his DNA in it. But with science, they can now say who the last person was that drove that car. And it was him. And then also, due to science... They could triangulate a cell phone down to a cell phone call down to a single tower, a single 
I don't remember what they were calling it sector of the quadrant quadrant yes yeah. of a cell tower so what he did is killed her took her phone allegedly hey okay we don't want to get sued allegedly. as a podcast what <laughs> he, he allegedly did was killed her he probably did it dropped her phone off or something or dropped her body off called his <clears throat> own cell phone from her phone yeah but from his work which was in downtown seattle they lived in linwood so there was that phone call, but until science late last year, they couldn't tell. Now they can put it down to a city block yeah. of that phone call originated from. Right. And thanks to um the thanks to uh all of the other horrible murder trials that have been in the news lately. Mm -hmm. C Casey Anthony, um just all all of the people <laughs> yeah. that you know, yes. whatever pop celebrities seem mm -hmm. to think about. Um Dr. Drew. Dr. We, Drew. Right? Today we found out Dr. Drew was tweeting about this murder case. Yeah. And apparently it was on HLN. Well, so we'll have to wait and see, I, I guess. I remember at the time um, he had failed a lie detector test and then refused to yeah. cooperate after that. Um, so it'll probably help Dr. Drew's ratings. I guess so. Yeah, because it's controversial. Maybe Dr. Drew should have me on. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but at the time... I was questioned by the detective yeah. because I had left a voicemail and text her several times <sighs> and they called me to see if I knew where she was. And that was before. And then when they were going to announce that her body was found, he called me and said, I just want you to know that this is, this is going to happen today. Wow. Um, so that, that happened, but watching it is really weird. And and then today they played your voicemail. They played Sorry, my I voicemail. I think played, I probably oh, interrupted you a long time yeah, ago. So at they that point. played all nineteen they played minutes. Voicemail. And they played. You told me they played. You only caught it because my, it had the last four digits. Right. Of your I, I talked so fast. Like, yeah. hi, Nikki. This is Christy. Call me. And then said my number. And then I was like, oh, that was weird. That was my phone number. Okay, yeah, that was it. But it was weird hearing all these people that I knew from work. And then just watching, because the video, they can't show the jury. So it's like of him, his lawyers, the judge, and the audience or whatever. And yeah. watching her parents hear their... I can't believe they're sitting in on it. They, his mom, uh, Her mom just wants him to fry. Like She has been after him for a year. She knew right away. And when she went to the house less than six months later, he had another girlfriend... And already had started to, um, I mean, she, she would write letters to her friends and be like, you need to, um, keep calling the police and asking about it. And he didn't do this alone. He couldn't have done it alone. He has to have an accomplice. We have, have to find it out. She like never let it go, which I wouldn't wow. either if my child was murdered. Yeah. But yeah. his girlfriend that he had right after testified today. For or against her? Well, neither, because the the defendant defense wouldn't let the jury know that they had a relationship for two years, just that he was like flirting with her while uh, he was still married. Okay. And then they had a relationship for one to two years, and we found out from the defense attorney that at the end of their relationship, she tried to get a restraining order against him. But the jury doesn't know that. Why doesn't the jury know that? Because it doesn't have relevance in this case. I think it does. Right. Yeah, because you're emotionally invested. Yeah. It's so, oh, and man. And they interviewed her again <sighs> last year to say, hey, the stuff that you talked about 
after, you know, a couple years ago, we want to refresh your memory and ask you questions. And then at the end of it, they told her he's, he's been arrested for murder and she was not surprised. And that doesn't get to be admitted into evidence either. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty crazy. And then I also found out like one of our, but do we know why it doesn't get to be admitted? Because they say it doesn't have relevancy in the case. And then another thing is one of our old coworkers, I guess at the funeral went up to him and said, um, I'm so sorry for your loss. And he said, how do I get the life insurance? Maybe don't ask that the day of the funeral. Yeah, it's probably bad timing right. to do that, right? But yeah, that that was um, really interesting finding out all this like background stuff today. So but it's, how, it's like watching a TV show. How does it make you? How does it make you all feel though? Because it's like the logical side of my brain understands why they would keep out some of the very blatantly obvious things that I would feel are evidence. But I'm also like obviously emotionally invested in this situation, mm. like. Yeah. Is our legal system broken because we're so obsessed with like the letter of the law and like oh, yeah, precedent they, and these facts and what uh, like argued... I mean I just watched a very brief section like they have a live stream of this yeah. video that's on YouTube and I watched like 5 minutes of it today and the judge was like citing court cases from like 10 15 years ago mm-hmm. saying like this is why I made the decision that I made and all this kind of stuff like I don't know how to feel about that because on one hand, like, I totally understand that, like, maybe, like, some of the stuff that apparently they've decided is not admissible or the mm-hmm. jury can't know should be known. Like, I mean, when, when you're explaining it to me or to our podcast audience, <laughs> like, they they, like, it totally makes sense. That they should know those things because it makes sense. But at the same time, like, if you're just looking at the facts and trying to, like, remove yourself from the fact that maybe, like, I have this presumption that this person is guilty, like. Yeah, there. so today there was at least an hour, if not more, of the lawyers arguing what could be said and what couldn't be said. Yeah. And that was kind of frustrating, but it's it's kind of like watching a movie and knowing like what the bad guys like doing in the background but everybody has to just like wait yeah. and hope that they and then also maybe knowing that the bad guy will get away with it right i, I mean he will. has apparently hired a great attorney yeah, he's one of the best attorneys yeah you said one of the best in the state or best in the country mm-hmm. and has gotten off like rapist and child molesters and but what's his court record very good i don't know it like, I didn't Did you know get I my joke? Okay, that was a bad but, joke. Sorry. Because um, <laughs> you said he'd gotten off rapist. Oh, jeez. Okay. I was just trying to defame the shitty lawyer. Because obviously okay. he's a shitty lawyer. All right. Ma- I mean, it's a judgment-free zone, but let's judge that guy. Well, and he that even lawyer said is today, a piece of is shit. Like, he said something like, just because he's a crappy boyfriend and husband doesn't mean he's a murderer. Like, that was one of his defense yeah. things against not being able to, like... He's the one that brought up the two-year relationship with the girl and the fact that she had wanted a restraining order against him. Right. So he said you can only ask her about the time he asked her on a date. So, yeah, it, it's, it feels kind of crappy. And I've been tweeting that there's a woman from Cairo that, let me see. What I mean, is. you could just check the hashtag. Yeah, she invented the hashtag. Amy underscore Clancy, C-L-A-N-C-Y. 
is sitting in the courtroom and doing some pretty good um, live tweeting of the yeah, and, case. And if you follow the hashtag, what what I mean, you used it earlier today? Hashtag David Peets. D-A-V-I-D-P-I-E-T-Z. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. just Peets, I think some people are doing. But then check Cairo... If you check out hashtag David Peets, all of the proceedings are being uploaded to YouTube. You can check them out if you want. Yeah. You can catch Christy's phone number. Uh, text her like really awkward stuff well, the... hey uh send her cock shots <laughs> she wants those oh, she uh she needs to know i need to i need to load up the spank bank yes yeah. I, yeah. yes true so check out the hashtag <laughs> download the videos wow that escalated quickly if you're gonna go to the effort to like listen to a murder trial for oh. hours to try to get my phone number you can send me whatever you want. <laughs> Man, this uh, we're 25 minutes in. Oh, we're 25 geez. minutes I've in, and we've been Sorry. talking about some very serious shit. What do we need so, to yeah, do to lighten it up? Emotionally hard. Lighten, loosen, loosen it up. It feels like there's a conclusion coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, regardless if. Whatever. But I mean, like, if this person gets off, you mean? yeah, yeah. I mean, are you actually? Do you actually think that he's innocent? No. I've thought he was guilty from as soon as I found so out did he get off? I mean, so if he gets off, like, if he's deemed innocent or whatever, how how's that going to make you feel? It Dexter? It will feel... You don't want to go Dexter on him? No, I will not go Dexter on him. It's not something that you would publicly admit no. on a podcast. Um, it's broadcast over the internet. Dexter takes gets a lot more evidence than... Oh. Um, Dexter I probably feel... also doesn't talk about it on the internet. Right. I would feel... I've never watched Dexter. Oh, no, I did. Not I good. because I missed him actually killing anybody. But a year of his life he spent in prison without chance of parole... He has no, like, so he has had to be in jail for over a year. Okay. And he has to live with trying to get a job and someone Googling him and seeing that he was, I mean, you can't really, I mean, like, someone will not give him a job because of this. Right. And does he have a job now? He's in jail, so I don't know. But I mean, just making license plates. (laughs) Any of the websites where. This trial is mentioned. Women from that I don't even know of, like of all different years, are saying that they left their job because he was creepy or creeped them out or made them feel uncomfortable. So this isn't just. I mean, like he's done. Like yeah. the all of this stuff coming out, like he's done. That's fine. All right. If his life is ruined oh. or he's in prison for the rest of his I life. I feel like I tr- I tried to lighten it up and then it got dark again. Well, you asked me a question, then we went off. Sorry. <laughs> what can we do to lighten this up? We can talk about... Do I need to show you my tits, or what What needs to happen no. here? That would make it darker. <laughs> yeah, that would make it darker. Well, Jesus. and if you did, we'd have to put it up on the website. Yeah. So, I don't know if people want that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we should say, hey, Chris and Everett. That last uh, segment was for you. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted it, so he got You asked it. for it. Yep. You're one of the few people that actually noticed that I accidentally uh, podcasted my phone number. Yes. And then followed up on it. So um, you get your segment for the night at Chris and Everett on Twitter. Follow him. Check it out. Yep. He's pretty awesome. Okay. So we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about jobs. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. Pod dog was being bad. Sorry, people. 
All right, so today uh, it's the jobs episode. We both have had crazy, a lot of random, crazy jobs, and I thought that it would be a funny, it would be fun to like go over, go over some of those jobs. Well, all of them together. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, yeah, I'm working on my list. I'm working on my list. That I told you about last week? Yeah. Who is the procrastinator in this? Me. So should I go first? Yeah, obviously. Okay. So I'm going to list them in order. I did... Are we going to talk about each one or how do you want to Yeah, whatever. If you have questions. Okay. I'll maybe tell a little antidote. 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 Story. Story works. Yeah, story. Okay. So first I did a lot of babysitting. Um, the worst babysitting thing uh, gig I had was for a Mormon family. Okay. There were six children. They, I was, let's say that I was What state were you living in? Washington. What part of Washington? Redmond. They, Actually, I know, I know some other Mormons out in Redmond. <laughs> there were um, six Shout children. Shout out Joseph Smith <laughs> and your uh, magical glasses. Jeez. Um, I know what's up. Six kids range. I was 13 years old. The oldest was 11. The youngest was six months. And they ranged in age from all of that. And when you changed them, were they wearing magical underwear? No, that's only for adults. Oh. But here's the situation. They paid me a dollar an hour for six children. Okay. And they had some kind of scam going on. One dollar an hour. $1 One dollar an hour for six children. For six children. How old were you? Thirteen or fourteen. Okay. They had some kind of scam going on. Was one of his wives not available, or he only had one? Oh, interesting. He, um, they had some kind of scam going where whoever came home first didn't have the checkbook, so I rarely got paid, and I would be so upset. And you didn't. I would be so upset about it that sometimes my mom would pay me. Oh, Jesus! Because it was her friend. And it was like an ordeal. You like didn't keep track. Night. I kept track. So when did why didn't you follow up with them and say, "Hey, um, you haven't paid me"? Because for... they'd be like, "Oh, we don't have any money," or "Oh, we'll get you next time." It was a scam. How did you meet these people? The uh, my mom was an apartment manager, and it was her maintenance supervisor was the father. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. Okay. My next job. This was my first job when I turned sixteen. I worked at Wendy's. Okay. With listener Jen, nerd Hi, Jen. Jen. Does Jen actually listen to this podcast? Or... She does. She got mad that I didn't text her to tell her that one had dropped. Okay, so Jen, yes, we hey. worked at Wendy's together. It was. I want to meet you. Yeah, we need to go over there. I want to hug you. It was in Bellevue, and it was right next to an arcade place called hug your Zones. Have you ever been to Zones in Bellevue? No. Okay. I try to stay out of. As and many zones in Bellevue as I can. <laughs> this was a bad call on my part because there was tons of teenagers that would come in. Sometimes we knew them. Okay. And we're working at Wendy's. And I have a story about working at Wendy's in that our boss was sexually harassing us. Right. And my dad found out because I didn't tell him. But he found out and he called Wendy's headquarters and they didn't believe him because the guy was like some nationally renowned manager or some crap like that so then they made a rule that he couldn't work with us alone because he would always put us on closing shifts 
Okay, so wait. They, they busted him for doing creepy shit? They didn't. They didn't believe my dad when he called. Oh, but just to cover their asses, they changed his Yeah, they made hours. it so we okay. didn't we didn't ever close with him. Got and um, also told him that someone had called and complained. So then he made it really awkward. Okay. Okay. I mean, he would do, I mean, he would do things like, um, oh, I don't even want to get into it because it grosses me out too much. But anyways, so I quit there. We all did. There's three, three of us friends that worked there that all quit at the same time. My next job was at Little Caesars making pizzas. Mm-hmm. Um, no good stories about that one. Um, except for we could take pizzas home with us as much as we wanted, but no boxes. Okay. Because that was the most expensive part of the pizza was the boxes. Hmm. Okay. Um, I worked at, um, when I graduated from high school, I worked at Shop and Save. It was a thrift store in Kirkland. Okay. And my story about that is that one of my coworkers, shout out to Jen again, her cousin, would, when we closed the store, would have all of her friends come in and do a free shopping spree. That means stealing. Right. And then we all, like, I wasn't a manager, but the manager started to feel really guilty about it. And the only thing I ever did was when good stuff came in, I would have the pricers price it really low for me. And then I would buy it with my employee discount. What what kind of store was this? Thrift store. like. Uh, oh, yeah. Much. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a friend that worked at a thrift store. I had some cool He hooked stuff. us up. Yeah. He, well, no. So he wouldn't hook us up in the same way. He would. So the way it worked for them is they had a color price tag for each week. Okay. Yep. And. Are you as, sure? Was it shop and save? No. As the colors went on, like, let's yeah. say red was the first week. Green was the next week. Blue was the next mm-hmm. week. Uh, yellow was the next week. Whatever. Um everything would get a dollar cheaper until you got yeah. to the last week, in which case everything would be 99 cents because they're just trying to turn over the merchandise that right. they get in. So they would get stuff in. Obviously, the cool stuff, it was a thrift store in the Ballard-ish area. Was um, it Goodwill? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Busted. Um, yeah, they would... Uh, so he, we had three hiding spots throughout the store. Mm-hmm. So depending on the color that the week stuff would come in, we would hide it in. Mm-hmm. I keep burping, sorry. We would hide it in the according area. So we would come in, stuff would come in, we'd find stuff we'd liked. We would hide it in a, um, it was actually a triangle of bookshelves. Mm-hmm. There was three of them. And we had one for each color. And we would stash them away accordingly. And then we would come in on the... Uh, Whatever three weeks cents. later was when they were 99 cents, and we would pull that color out and buy it. Nice. And one of my favorite jobs was before, so they would have once a month, they would do a big sale where everything was 50% off. And my favorite job was the night before to go find all those hiding spots and take all that stuff out. Oh. So people hiding stuff, that's a common thing? That's a very common thing. Couch cushions oh. in the um, suitcases in all sorts of things that's normal so but i like to pull that stuff out would you have looked in the middle of yes three bookshelves i would have because i was i loved finding it because first of all it's the good stuff so i would find it and say hey i like this i i don't like that and keep it so you would keep stuff 
Well, like I would buy it, but I would keep it for myself. Interesting. Another fun thing that we would do is once those things go to the 99 cents, then everything gets pulled. So what they do with it is they put it in a big pile and then bail it and they send it off to like Africa or whatever. Oh, I'm well aware of that. Okay. So <laughs> that, the fun part was... That is maybe a story for another podcast. The fun... That involves a fractured elbow. Oh, geez. A splinter. Well, splint, bone splinter. What we would do is stack the clothes up and climb up the mountain of clothes and just lay up there. It was right. really fun. Yeah. It smelled really gross, but... Thrift stores, uh, let me say this. Thrift stores always make me have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) What doesn't make you have to go to the bathroom? Uh, Some things. You always have to go to the bathroom. My next job (laughs) was round table. uh, Things. Okay. Yep. Round table pizza. Nothing exciting there. Um, Except for pizza. eh, But it wasn't. It was salad bars. I love a good salad bar. They have a good salad bar. They do. But is, is round. Is Round Table Pizza around here anymore? Mm-hmm. There's one up the street. Okay. All right. It's a date. Save that for a future podcast. Um, we'll call it the Round Table Cast. I like it. If you are interested in coming, tweet us. You're invited. I will buy you dinner. Hashtag Round Table. No, I will buy you dinner. Tweet us. No hashtag. Just just tweet us. Okay. I will buy you dinner. Only Round Table, though. Yeah. It'll okay. be the Round Table Cast. Okay. With the randos that decide to actually tweet us about it. My next job was Olive Garden, and this is one where I did every single job in the whole restaurant, Okay, except for manager. Gardening the olives. Gardening the olives. Waitress. I wasn't ever a server, and I wasn't ever a bartender. Other than that, I did every single job in that place. So, But no, you weren't actually the gardener of the olives. No. Okay. I was a job that I called salad slut. Right. Yes. I invented that job. Similar to the job that you have now. No. Where? Uh, well, I mean in this house. <laughs> um, that was, it was the year that there was a, a really bad drought or flooding. Don't know which one in California. And the lettuce crop got. <laughs> Basically the same thing. The lettuce crop got completely destroyed. So lettuce was very expensive. And we'll go with a drought. Okay. It's California. And ser- servers had a way of like trying to like over portion the salad to like get bigger tips. Oh, yeah. So I became when the salad When you have unlimited salad. Yes. That's a, a very And it, a lot got thing. wasted. Yeah. So they would have to come in and show me a ticket. As that somebody they- that's eaten out of dumpsters before. I'm very well aware of the wasted salad yeah. from Olive Garden. Yeah. So um, they would have to show me that they had like a two top and I would make them a salad for two people. And it was all portioned out. So um, that was that was one of my jobs. I was expediter. A lot of like weird, crazy things happened at that Olive Garden that we probably don't have time to get into. Might be it. I was very innocent when I started working there. <laughs> And knew a lot more and saw a lot of things after oh. after that. You'd seen some shit. <laughs> and also, I got married after that. Oh, what's the craziest thing that you cook. saw? Yeah. Just the without craziest? the whole story, just say it in um, a sentence. So I teaser, teaser style. When I started, I was when I started this job, I was straight edge. Okay. Never done drugs. Didn't drink. Didn't even have alcohol. No meat. All the stuff. Right. Right. Full on straight edge, and I was going um, into the kitchen to use the employee bathroom at one time 
and out of the women's bathroom came five men. And I thought that was really weird and had no idea what what was happening. And then when I met my would-be now ex-husband, I asked him why that had happened because he was in in with the cool kids, in quotes, cool kids. And he said they would go into the women's bathroom to do cocaine because the tampon box was the exact, like the dispenser was the exact height for that to happen. Okay. Yeah. That is a um that that, that you did a good story. job of too though. Okay. All right. So cocaine um, at the Olive Garden. Yep. Also, I, just I mean, on a very practical scale, I feel like there's probably many other things in that area that might have been adequate to do cocaine off of, other than the tampon box in the women's bathroom for five men. Like what? Uh, like the counter counters, or but they get wet. Shelves or they get wet. The you don't want toilet it. seat. There's no toilet seat, and like it's like a public bathroom. <sighs> it's not like a house. Well, if it's a public bathroom, how could five guys get away with doing cocaine in it? Because no one checked it. Because nobody was nobody in the restaurant. Nobody was in this, Olive Garden using this the bathroom. Was like a public style bathroom that was only for employees. So through why the kitchen, couldn't they go in the men's bathroom and use the countertop or? Because it would be it would be wet. And they can't use paper towels to dry. I guess. Okay. okay. I don't know. Maybe I, I've never done cocaine, so <laughs> maybe I don't understand. Maybe it needs to be so dry that you have to use a tampon box to do it maybe. off of. Also, another thing is we weren't allowed to eat any of the food unless you paid for it. So we came up with all of these like different things. This is one reason why I'm sick of black olives because that was one of the things you could just like kind of steal. Mm-hmm. And then I'm I invented this appetizer that um was you dip a crouton in the salad dressing and let it soak for about 30 seconds and then you roll it in the cheese that they put on top yeah and i would make those for the servers <laughs> when i was the salad slut that, was that a par- parmesan parmesan it's cheese? like a, a romano cheese or something and so i would oh, it's it a hard cheese the, that they have in the little special grater yeah, thing they say, they say, when. Yeah, <laughs> say when so i would I um, that shit i feel so much anxiety like i just <laughs> want to tell them when i see them coming over with a thing that's gonna be dispensing something onto my food yeah. whether it be a cheese grater or a parmesan or pepper or whatever like i just want to be like you know just go away i i can't handle i can't handle you doing this to me right now so those are the appetizers i would make i would Uh, i was also in charge of just i'm telling too much stories about this but it was crazy situation Um, we just might have to end it after this really make it a two-parter i don't know then um we're at 44 minutes oh geez we haven't even started on my history yet and we haven't even gotten started on the most exciting part of yours so um i was also in charge of desserts so if a dessert got damaged it was like not sellable right and then it was like a free-for-all so a server usually would come up to me and be like hey that black tie cheesecake maybe it doesn't it's not sellable today. It's got a pube in it. Yeah, so then I would accidentally Boop. drop something on it. Put a pube in it. <laughs> no. I would accidentally drop something on it, and then it was a free-for-all. Okay. Uh, did um, you forget to put your pube hairnet on? <laughs> yes. I worked at Crab Cracker as a busser, Oof. and I got fired because I hurt my back. Also because? The owner of that place um, would make the bussers go through the garbage every night. Okay. With tongs and get stuff, and then she would plant things in it, and she would know there's like five forks in some of the garbage, and if you hadn't pulled it out, she would make you go through the big dumpster. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
I had a job where we broke glass over the dumpster to prevent my boss from digging through it. So, oh jeez, and that place I would say is a don't eat. If yeah. you are in Kirkland, do not eat at Crab Cracker. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. Just do not eat at that place. I worked at Target for two days. Okay. I ended up um, being in the back room having to use one of those UPC things like um, for every single item that was in the warehouse with a bunch of meth heads that were playing Megadeth all day. And I said, I'm out. Okay. Um, then I worked at Tony Roma's place for ribs. Yeah. I worked there for a long time, like six months. Love me some ribs. And... Me and Adam. Eight of us. Adam from the Bible. Because <laughs> he's missing a rib. Because God used it to make a woman. Um, eight of us because that worked there were vegetarians. Which woman is very couldn't funny. be. Okay. Rib were. No. Okay, I lost mm, it. You lost okay, it. So at the same time that I was working at Tony Roma's at night, I was a bagel baker at Mikey's Brooklyn Bagel in Redmond. So I'd wake up at four in the morning, bake the bagels, work there till two in the afternoon. Started my shift at Tony Roma's at four, and I was a hostess and an expediter there. And then I would close the store out, and then okay. all of these things sound horrible. Then I stopped the working. hours. Yeah, I mean, I would. It was. I had. A I would eat some bagels. I would eat me some Tony Roma's, depending. Um, we'll go into later why paper. I was having two jobs, okay. not today. No. Oh, um, do you want to talk about it today? No. I then was a cook, a line cook at a place called Jack Spratt's, which was a fat-free restaurant. It did really well until Adkins came along. Oh, yeah. And it pretty much put it out of business. And it was this gay couple that I loved, loved, loved so much. And the, <laughs> one of the owners was a um I'll tell you what Adkins did to lawyer. me. It's a doctor and a lawyer in one. Because he was a doctor okay. and kept seeing um, malpractice suits. Right. So he went to law school. Wow. Yeah. Somebody has too much free time. Yes. That's what I do with that. Tell your Atkins story. Oh, um, Atkins uh, helped me lose a lot of weight in a rapid amount of time. Also, um, I almost died. Ended up in the hospital. My kidneys stopped working. Um, because you weren't fo following true Atkins. You no. were just eating meat. I was eating no carbs. You were not eating like fruits and vegetables, though. Well, you can't eat fruits because they have sugar, so there's no fruits on carbs. On and you were Atkins. eating vegetables. I was I was eating vegetables. Okay. But I was primarily eating cheese, pork rinds, and pepperoni. <laughs> but uh, I lost a bunch of weight. It's the thinnest I've been in my life. But your body shut down. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. Parts of my body started shutting well, down. I must. Our died. friend Alyssa said a said. A comment after you said that is like nothing feels uh nothing nothing feels as good as um uh, your kidney shutting down or thin something looks. like that or thin nothing, nothing feels as thin nothing as good looks as, nothing nothing tastes as good as thin feels as your as body feels. shutting down or something I don't remember. Right. i'll look it up okay. it felt good and i looked good except for the part where i almost died Okay, keep going. Um, what else we got? Then I was a leasing agent for an apartment complex that had almost 600 units. No. It, Hashtag probably they're overpriced. Uh, it was Bellevue. Mm -hmm. They yeah. were overpriced. but Newer building? No. Very old. Really? Very hard to sell apartments for as much as we were selling them for with no washer and dryer in Bellevue. Okay. The big story from that job is that I once had a gun pulled on me. Okay. Threatened with a gun. That made me scared of guns and crazy people. Right. Okay. Nerf gun? Regular gun? Regular gun. Okay. 
Next is I was a photo lab technician in college at Walgreens. Right. Shouldn't have said the name of it because of the story I'm going to tell. Have I told this story before? Not on the podcast. Okay. I think I wrote into TVTL and told the story. It was back. This is before there was really digital cameras that much. So it was like actual print pictures. And we were the only place in town that would do nude, that would print nude photos. So whenever I would get these nude photos, I would make two copies of the nude ones, put them in a special photo book, and then call code blue to photo. And me and my two friends would look at the pictures. (laughs) Okay. Um, then next I was out of call when I graduated from college, I, I worked at AT AT&T as phone support. Well, wait, let's go back to that last job for a minute. That's a fairly common sentiment that you've heard from other people that have similar jobs, right? Yes. Okay. Just one check. Yeah. I mean, it's harder a little bit now, but I, it just, it was, I liked it because it was the old style where you had to like use a dark bag to open up the photo the film hmm. canister like yeah do it i got into a couple fights regarding um there was a do you remember the vantex camera it was a kodak camera that you could choose the yes. size of the yep. picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was like there's panorama yeah right it was they were trying to come out with a new thing, but it was a pretty shitty camera. Like, it was a point and shoot. Yeah. Um, there was, I, I don't remember the details of this, so you'll have to excuse me, but there was something where there's people that had been kidnapped, like military people, and they were returning. Or, like, I don't remember. And a man had gone to Bellingham or whatever. They were returning to a, a base there or an airport, and he took photos of them. And he came in and he had one of those Avantex cameras and he wanted me to develop it. And he was like, these could be for Time Magazine and blah, blah, blah. And so he has me like develop them and he gets them and he's like, these are shitty and you ruined it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, they're blurry and you did a bad job. I'm like, well, first of all, you have an Avantex camera. You maybe paid $200 for it, which is way too much for that camera. They do not take good photos and if you're really doing photojournalism, you should not have this camera. Right. And then he just grabbed the film and left and said I ruined yep. his job or his life yeah. and career. The other time is uh, two days before Christmas that I call Christmas Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman came in and was trying to buy these giant candy bars that we would have on sale for a dollar sometimes. And they were out of the one she wanted. And she said, you just ruined Christmas for my children. And I said... If your Christmas is dependent on a giant candy bar, you have bigger problems in your family. Yeah. So well, probably, I just talked to people uh, like that. This was a Walgreens, right? Yeah. Okay. So probably if your Christmas is dependent on anything from a Walgreens. Yes. Then maybe you just yeah. shouldn't have a Christmas. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I would just full on talk to people like that. And it was kind of fun. Because I did not care about that job. Yeah. Okay. Um, AT&T. Worked phone support. I got called a cunt a couple times. Yeah. Um, uh, During we, I don't know. It's like dating me. (laughs) How long you, anyone here has had AT&T, but at one point they did a big operating system changeover. And for one to two months, we couldn't access any of our systems. So if you blew your SIM card, 
it was blown. You could not have access to your phone. So that was very troubling. And Is this some kind of gay thing? No. Okay. And then also during the porting, all the other phone companies decided to use the same porting um, systems. Okay. But AT&T decided to come up with their own, which was a shit show. And no companies could port in or out. It was taking like three to four days, meaning you would have to either carry two cell phones because your yeah. incoming calls would go to one, you're outgoing to another, and or you had zero phones that worked at all. Right. So, and there was actually lawsuits about that because the porting was a law. Okay. So after I worked in customer care for one year, I became a billing specialist at AT&T and that was over in the business. So if you worked for a company where they paid for your cell phone, I did the billing for that. And then I became an executive escalation specialist. That would be... Escalation is a bad thing to have in your title, job title. <laughs> Less... Not if you're the specialist. Well, if it, it upgrades I mean, like at one point... Grade, maybe? Um, our two big ones were um, uh, the president at the time, George W. Bush, and Martha Stewart on separate occasions. George W. Bush was the president of AT&T? No, of the United States. His BlackBerry stopped working one oh. weekend, and that is something... Oh, yeah, because all the government team. people have a uh, Blackberries Blackberry. because yep. they're cunts. And then Martha Stewart's Ooh. also um, BlackBerry pooped out one weekend. So those are the kinds of things that I would get an email and would have five minutes to respond to it, have one hour to come up with a plan of action, and then within 24 hours had to come up with what happened, who we contacted, and what and, and how did to make you it get, never happen again. Did you ever get a trouble ticket from George Bush? What happened is... Or Martha Stewart. I, it wasn't a trouble ticket. What would happen is his people would call in and say his phone isn't working. And instantly I would have to call the highest tech support. So, but that was, I mean, it's probably operator error, right? That one, it so Blackberries back in the day that um it was not communicating to the Bez server if I can remember. Okay, I was trying to make a bad joke, but oh, but Thanks user for error a lot of times. It. User yeah. error a lot. Of oh times. yeah, it is because yeah. he's a yeah, dumb Republican. Dumb, yeah. <laughs> okay. So then after um, escalation specialist, I went to Microsoft and was a product support person for the Vista launch. Ew. Yeah. And I was on something on a um, pro on a team called Living with Vista. Mm -hmm. That was very interesting. Yeah, no, Living with Vista sounds like a really horrible reality TV show. If you Google Living with Vista, Bill Gates, and Daily Show, he talks about the Living with Vista program. How, how close are we to your personal assistant job? Uh, next. Okay, let's take a break because I'm going to call an audible. Okay. We're done with this show. <laughs> we're gonna what? just we're gonna take a break. We're gonna follow up with you talking about your personal assistant job. Okay. Then we're gonna record an entire new episode right after this. Of your job. With my jobs. That'll be a bonus episode. Okay. Cause we're an hour in. Okay. And we just are now at the interesting part <laughs> of your job situation. I think my job now is boring. Oh, uh, well, you, that's funny because okay. you have an entire blog about your <laughs> current job okay. and Let's you have no blogs about your previous jobs, but still managed to find, um, okay. Let's like, just what, not half an hour to talk about them. So let's ooh. not talk about the time. Right. Okay. okay. So, Hey, we'll be right back. Um, 
after this. And we'll talk about the really exciting part. My so-called job. Comes to Kristen. Okay. BRB. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life And we're back! So, after I worked at Microsoft, I... Oh, it's like we just jumped right back into the conversation. <laughs> we're back! So, after... Okay, how... I have to set this up a little bit. At Microsoft, if you are what they call an A-dash, you're a temporary contract worker, mm-hmm. and you can only work for one year. Right. At the end of that one year, you have to take a 100-day break, which is roughly three months. And you can't... And when you come back, you can work there again as an A-dash or whatever if you get hired on full-time, but you have to take that 100-day break. So on my last day, I had a coworker whose wife is a personal assistant but kind of owns her own company and does multiple families. And he said, hey, do you want to work for this woman who needs help setting up just her computer system and she has a small business and she needs help? And I was like, sure. Like, is it under the table? Because I was going to be getting unemployment. So I worked for her for a couple months. And at the end, she said, I have this friend and none of us like her, his personal assistant. We hate her. So we would like you to become his new personal assistant. Do you want to interview with him? And I was like, sure. Because I didn't want to keep contracting where like every year I have to look for another job. Right. Um, so she talked me into it. I went and interviewed and I'm going on. I've been there since 2007. And that's where I work now for my boss. The end. Except for that he's dead. Ooh, great podcast. Oh, okay. So, so a, let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. So This is what interests me the most. About three years ago, it got to the point where him and I uh, would... I would get frustrated. So Christy is a personal assistant for an insane, absolutely batshit crazy, obscenely rich man. I wouldn't say obscenely Who is rich, now dead. Yes. Not obscenely rich. Just last time I checked. It was a lot. Let's, can I say? Need, no. Okay. I, I'd rather not. Can I give a ballpark? No. Okay. Multiple millions. Multiple Let's millions see. of dollars. And how did I know this? Because... I happen to be in Christina's office. Can I say this? Okay. Yes. I don't know. We'll see. And um, she pointed to the computer that happened no. to be sitting next to. I don't want to talk about no. that. It's yeah. not on your. Is it on your blog? No. You never talked about it on your blog. Not. I talked about the investment making machine, but I don't talk about how much money. Yet. Well, I wasn't going to talk about the oh. number. Okay. okay. So I looked. There was a computer sitting next to her um, boss's desk. There's a monitor sitting next to his desk, and um, she said, oh, this is what he called the investment, investment-making machine. Because he didn't know the word computer. All it, It's a computer monitor that's hooked up to a computer that solely displays his stock portfolio, basically. Yeah. Just that he would his refresh all worth, day. And he would just refresh all day to keep track of... His liquid assets. And I guess. every two hours he would write down what the total was. Right. Where? On a little piece of paper that he kept on a calendar. Great. Yeah. Okay. As one should. Yeah. Um and then there was a time where the investment making machine, as he called it, so was broken. I had because... to go on vacation. Yeah. So I went on vacation and normally the vacation was 
I got three weeks paid vacation, but he could he had to be out of town. So I had to go around his schedule, his calendar at all times. Of Luckily, could, he goes out of town quite a bit. Six months out of the year, right. right. So there was one time when he was supposed to be gone, but he was in town. And I had a family vacation planned and I was leaving Friday at like noon. And when I came back the following Monday, there was a sticky note on the computer screen that said, the investment making machine is broken. Please fix and he had just closed out of the Internet Explorer. Yeah. Uh, he had hovered the mouse over a menu option. Oh, no. That was the other thing. When he would right-click the mouse all the time, yeah. so it would open up the right-click box. A drop-down box. Right. And then he would freak with out. With options. And, and, and then it was broken. I would say, you need to and stop pushing. he would leave a handwritten note yeah. on a post-it. And I would that say, said, stop Christina, touching. my investment machine. <laughs> my investment-making machine is broken. I would... uh Tell him to stop right-clicking on the mouse, and he would go, I never touched that button in my entire life, and it would be an ordeal. So probably about three or four years ago, um, we would get into arguments, and instead of getting, like, angry, well, actually, one of his daughters said, when you write your memoirs, please change our names, and I just laughed that off, and then the more times she would say that, I was like, hey, that's an idea. So instead of just getting like angry or stressed, I would just write out these stories. And then it became like at every party and other, every gathering, someone would say, what did he do now? Tell me what, tell, tell this person that story that you told me that one time. And then it, it just became like, all I'm doing at every gathering or party is telling these stories that I, I'm off work. I don't want to think about this or, or whatever. Um, so I just, I started a blog and I started a blog and I would just once a week or two, three times a week, the goal was three times a week, post a story about something that had happened. And then I could just at a gathering or party hand out, I had a business card with my blog name on it, or I could just say, Hey, go to this, go to this website, whatever. And I had quite a few followers and a lot that I didn't even know about and that's how I found I met our friend Alyssa I was in line at a TBTL event and she she was from San Francisco I'd never met her before and she's like oh what do you do and I said um oh I'm a personal assistant to this rich guy and she's like you don't you don't um write a blog do you and I'm like yeah I do and she goes oh my god my friends and I are in love with that blog and that freaked me out because I'm like, now it's not just my friends and family reading anymore. It's these yeah. like random well, people. And I was in San Francisco with you. What was that? Last. Uh, Three, Super Bowl. December? Yeah. yeah. January? Whenever January, the Super Bowl February, was. February, yeah. January, February um, of last year. And we met somebody that knew you only from your blog. Yes. And I was like, oh, no. Okay. And he was like okay. super fan. Like, oh, tell me about this and tell me about that. Yeah. It is. Because you write under a pseudonym. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's names are changed. Yeah. Oh, so maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. No, it's fine. Oh, no, but did the we website give is out gone. The, name? the website's gone. Oh. It got t- so they. But what about the Twitter? Because I gave that I mentioned the Twitter. It's it, all of it's gone. Uh, the Twitter's still there, but whatever. Um, okay. the website's gone because he died. So in this, that's another story. Is this February he died? He passed yeah. away, and. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. And okay. then um, the the website came up for renewal, 
And I was like, well, I have all these stories. I pulled them all down and deleted them off it and then didn't renew because I either just need to make it be a book, yeah, which I've, I've been like talking to people about independent publishing and stuff, um, or just like forget about it. And that was the thing that happened. No, you need to do something with it. Have you ever read it, Jeremy? No. Oh, but I've heard enough of your stories because I know you in real life. So I don't need to read your fake ass blog. (laughs) It's not fake ass blog. It's not fake. It's not fake, but I've heard enough of the stories in real life. You wouldn't have read it. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're too busy on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. So that is the story of that. And yeah, I'll say this now because I get asked it like every single time in a gathering. I still work for the family while the estate is getting closed. And they say that I'm going to work at the family foundation that was formed right. upon his death. But I don't know if that's the case. Yeah. Time will tell. Yep. So that's my situation. If I I feel like you should be very careful what you say because so much of like you used to be very careful about your pseudonym mm-hmm. uh, and your like that whole world yeah. being separate from your real world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like especially since I've known you, mm-hmm. there's been so much crossover. And especially since now some of the deceased family are at least somewhat internet savvy. Yeah, I should block them. You just need to they be do have AOL email Twitter's, addresses. I mean, but there's still yeah. Your Twitter is still public. It's available on search. True, true. I need just to gotta be careful. Need to shut it down. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the story of my jobs. Yeah. Sorry, it was so long. Huh. If you want to know any more about any jobs, I do have lots of stories. Yeah. It, well, but there's no way they can go check them out because you don't have the blog anymore. It's okay. Just have to wait for the book. Wait for the book. And then you all buy it. Yes. Yeah. And if you're interested in helping um, be a, a voice actor for the audiobook, hit us up. I can do it myself. <laughs> we'll set it up. If you can sound like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. All right. So I guess thank you for listening. Yeah. And Jeremy's, it's getting too late. Um, Jeremy's episode will be coming soon. Ish. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And our Twitters are at KissyEyes, K-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, and NerdOutLoudPod. At NerdOutLoudPod.com slash Twitter. And we have a Facebook, which is blah, 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 blah. Facebook.com slash at NerdOutLoud. And Jeremy's is at Germha. Germha. J-E-R-M-Z-H. Yep. So thank you for listening. If you request me on Twitter, I'll probably follow you back unless you look shady. Then he'll follow you home. Wait, what? I was trying to be funny. I'm too tired. Okay. So thank you for listening this week and... Listen next to the next episode because we're going to record it right after this even though Christy doesn't want to. And it's going to be awesome because I'm going to make her do it even though she's super out of it. And with that, let your nerds like fly.